Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. And welcome to episode 286. Um, we're going to do a good old-fashioned hobby hangout, just bullshit, talk about some fun stuff. Uh, we've all gone through some pretty big changes in our life and our things, and so we figured it'd be kind of cool uh, just to hang out for a bit. And we got a few subjects to talk about, but nothing really hardcore. You know, like our previous ones where we're all serious and, you know, completely professional. <laughs> right. Right. That totally describes us. Yes, 100%. Uh, Nerd has actually had to move her room, so she's in a little bit more warmer place because, uh, you know, the cold weather. Um, I am actually waiting for a ice storm to come through. Um, it's not going to hit till after the podcast, but just kind of waiting on that. Um, but let's go ahead and get down to the business. We want to thank all of our sponsors. We have so many awesome sponsors. We want to thank Turbo Dork. And, uh, just so you know, Turbo Dork is coming out with 60 new paints. Um, and, uh, yeah, John. Six zero, huh? <laughs> 60. Holy crap. Um, with some no, new formulas and stuff going on. I haven't got the full details on it, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they didn't go to LVO, uh, this year. So we'll see them at, um, at, uh, Adepticon and I'll talk to them a little bit more, but I'm sure we'll see something before then. Um, but we gotta make sure to check them out, especially like metallic and turbo shifting, uh, type paint. We want to thank Muse on minis for hosting our channel and putting it out there for everybody. We want to thank Parabellum War Games for the fantastic game of Conquest, where you can use the code More Than Dice, all one word, and get a discount on your purchases. Um, and uh, just so you know, they're pro they will be at Adepticon doing some cool stuff, so they've got some pretty good uh, things going on. Uh, we want to thank Midnight Heroes for the awesome chibi miniatures and game that they have created, uh, which you'll see more stuff coming out from them pretty soon. Um, they've got some stuff coming up. Uh, we want to thank our friends Creature Caster for all the cool miniatures that they put out there and all the cool games, uh, and especially like Judgment. Uh, if you haven't checked out Judgment and you want to play a cool miniature game, that's uh, one way to go for it. It's simple and easy, but quite awesome. Um, and they got more stuff, and I'm sure, I know they had a small uh, thing at LVO, but I know they're going to try to do much bigger at at um, um Adepticon, I know they're gearing up for Adepticon is uh, one of their kind of their start thing. LVO was kind of small. Uh, and then, of course, Warfare Weekend, they'll be doing a bunch of stuff there, as usual. Um, did I miss anybody? I don't think so. I think I got everybody. I think I got all the games, <clears throat> too. So, uh, other than that. Uh, we want to say a big thank you to all of our friends and all of our family and everybody out there is being safe and checking out and make sure that they're checking in on each other. Um, there's been some changes going on, not only with a podcast, but with, a, you know, personal matters with uh, the team. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, I, I did resign uh, from uh, Warfare Weekend president and now I'm a freelance agent. Yeah. Um, just some health issues I need to take care of, and it's more important than to do that than to do Warfare Weekend. Um, and it had been uh, a while, and I was gearing up and doing all that stuff, so um, they're all copacetic. It's still going to happen, still going to go. Nerd's still going to be there because she already promised she was going to be. Uh, I oh, actually, I just, the uh, one of my, uh, the person that's running the, um, 
the cosplay uh, stuff just sent me all of her stuff and I forwarded it on to the proper place. Um, so that was going to go. And I know Nerd says she's going to dress up using, you know, in a cosplay outfit and everything. So we'll just have to wait and see what she's going to bring. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, Nerd Faye type thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> um,. But um, I know that we were talking about, oh, I wanted to talk about food. So, you know, my doctor, you know, with all the diagnosis, they were like, you know, you should start eating healthier. No shit. I'm old. I'm fat. Blah, blah, blah. And so I started trying to find healthier stuff to eat. Um, And so, you know, I'm like, I don't mind some vegan stuff. But here's my biggest thing about vegan stuff. Some of it just tastes like ass. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be anything. It's just... I got to have my food taste good. If it's bland yeah. and boring, I'm not going to eat it. And so I, I put a call out. Seasoning. Yes. You can make good vegan food that's seasoned well that tastes good. Correct. And so I put a call out, you know, on Facebook. Hey, if you, if you have any good vegan stuff, let me know. And I, I, a few people reached out and gave me some you know places to go and check out. And uh, we typically do HelloFresh <clears throat> as our food because uh, it's just it's only two of us. So it's easy. And uh, it's actually, we actually compared it to buying from the store, and it's actually cheaper to buy HelloFresh than it is to buy groceries from the store right now. And yeah. uh, so I went through my HelloFresh and started picking up new uh, recipes that are more vegan, healthy. Um, I've got a few things that I'm eating until it's gone, and then once it's gone, I'm done with it type thing. And then I'll move on to other stuff um, that I'm going with, but it'll be it'll be interesting. I'll probably document a little bit of it and everything. Cause I gotta, of course, start exercising, doing you know all that crap, uh, watching all my shit. So um, nothing bad. Uh, if that's you're a crappy job, do what? Watching all your shit. That's a crappy job. Yeah, it is a crappy job. At least, and I gotta document my shit too. So uh, there's that. I mean. Real talk, I actually suggest guys actually take a look once in a while just to make sure nothing looks weird. Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of signs in there you can tell. <laughs> well, so there was uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about on um, uh, during the media section, and, and, and it, it's a documentary I watched where they took these twins, they took like 22 sets of twins, and said, this twin is going to eat nothing but a vegan diet, and this twin's going to eat an omnivore diet. And they did a comparison, and I thought it was an interesting study because, you know, genetically, you know, DNA, all that stuff, you know, that's the perfect test subjects to test that stuff up on. And it was a very interesting study uh, of how they did it. And one of the guys, one of the things that I thought was interesting is they were like, one, uh, you have to stick to the program because <laughs> some people didn't stick to it. And two, it's not a, it's not a perfect science, and everybody's mm-hmm. body is different no matter what. You do know that even vegetarian, you know, herbivore animals do occasionally eat another motherfucking animal. Yeah, it was. Okay. There was. Uh, we'll get into it when we get to the media section because I, I mean, you know me, I'm a science guy, and I like, I'm like, back it up with science. Don't back it up with whatever. But there was some pretty decent eye-opening stuff there, and it, it, it got me thinking about things. And so I was like, okay, we're gonna do that. Um, but before we get way off track, <clears throat> do we have any shout-outs that we need to talk about? I just looked, I just double checked. I didn't see anything in the last couple of weeks. I, I don't either. I mean, I'm sure there was something we missed, but I, I don't remember it. Yeah. So not, not that big of a deal. 
Um, so let's get to the important stuff. Uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I finished off a glass of that, uh, hold on, uh, Heaven's Door Double, Berry, Double Barrel Whiskey, which is, is, is fine, but not great. But now I've got some Dr. McGillicuddy's Root Beer. beer. Yes. So they had this at the place I normally get my Apple stuff, which is downstairs, by the way. But I figured I'd try a bottle of this. I have previously had, like, the little taster, but it was long enough ago. I remembered it was good, but uh, I wanted to get the whole bottle. Nerd? Uh, I've got a liquid PB&J, which is cran raspberry juice with screwball topped off with some spiced cranberry Sprite. Huh. Okay. Never heard of that. Um, I am doing the it's good old fashioned. It's normally made with Concord grape, but do whatever you can. Yeah, I wanted raspberry, but uh, without it, it's not grape. I'm doing the good old drinking of the H2O. Yay! That's uh, one of the things I'm cutting down on. Is uh, doesn't mean you know it's, it's going back to that one study thing. Is I'm cutting back, but I'm not cutting out. I'm just being very cautious of what I drink. Uh, but right now I need some water because uh, I drink a bunch of other stuff recently and I need some H2O in my system. So. Yeah. Um, so, guys, um, as always, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate y'all watching. We appreciate you listening, no matter if it's live or SoundCloud or anywhere that you do it. We appreciate it no matter what. Um, as always, make sure you take care of each other. Look after each other. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. And if you can do something, do something. If you can't, find somebody that will, because we need to make sure we're, we're doing that. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. I like it. There's just enough tang that you remember that you're drinking alcohol. Mm. But still tastes very root beery. Printer's finished. You want to see something cool? Are you going to give us a choice? Pajamas. I'm not going to say anything. I'm wearing pajama pants, too. Let's be honest. Oh, my. <laughs> Just dumps it on the floor. Oh. Riveting television and even more riveting audio. Yep. Gotta love a flexible ma uh, magnetic bed. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything or said. I'm just like, mm, that's the best way to do it. Just pop it, bend it, and it all falls off. Type pop thing. Pop it, bend it, pop it, <laughs> bend <press> it. it. <laughs> all right, so let me go ahead and switch over to uh, the paint cam. And uh, I'm going to hopefully it'll all work pretty decent. Knowing me, it won't, but we'll, you know, we'll have to go from there. Hey, maybe it will. Hey, 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 check it out. Let me put a minute here and then I can focus it. Maybe working on one of the new Brian Blood models, the Reef Troll. Ooh, ooh, I like the colors you got going so far. It's got good blocked out colors and just and then you start detailing it, do the eyes, the teeths. The teeths. The, the tongue. tongue. The tongue. The tongue is blue. Tongue before teeth. Yeah. The tongue is going to be the same color as the blue uh, plates on his body. 
That's odd, but okay. I'd well, probably go like lighter or something, just something to make it look to fit in, but not look the same. But hey, it's your yeah. model. Paint it how you want. Paint it how I want. I do what I want. In my model, I do what I want. I'll switch this around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, type thing. So. All right. <laughs> Ooh. So, you know, my room that I do hobby in, in uh, there's a big window in front of my desk. And it's huge, huge window. Really, really cool. Um, but it also it makes it kind of cold in this room. So I had this little bit of space heater, you know, to keep my tootsies and stuff warm so I don't, you know, freeze And I've got multiple heaters. I've got this monitor over here, which generates heat <laughs> quite a bit. This one's actually cool. And if I need more heat, I can just turn the light of the sun on myself. Oh, yeah, you're... Fly myself. <laughs> I just won't get the bell. This actually puts off a lot of heat. So, like, I have to take pictures and little chunks when I'm doing stuff with behind me cause, because, I mean, as you understand, light generally equals heat. Yep. So, but yes. That's always been my joke, and that's the problem during the summer is that oh, it will get hot. Oh, yeah. That was I will often turn this monitor off during the summer just because it's just too damn hot. Too damn hot. But it's still fully functional and a good size. Why am I going to replace it just because it's a handful of days out of the year it'll be an inconvenience, and then more days it'll be a bonus. When you know it's a little chilly out and we don't heat set on great, I'm like, I got warmth coming from that. Um, so reef, gonna... reef troll legion reef reef added in the R R E silly. Um, I gotta fix my chair. So um, oh. one of the things that happened, you know, LVO happened or is finishing up right now, um, type thing, mm -hmm. which is cool. Uh, one of the things that came out from LVO is that uh, Games Workshop is taking over the ITC. Um, no big shocker. That was announced a while ago. Yeah, the well, ITC? they, the ITC. international team, uh, international tournament. Yeah, I forget honestly. Okay, it's their tournament thing. Yeah, it's okay. their tournament scene, tournament packet, tournament stuff, and um, they they did a big Q and A, um, recently. Um, and I talked to a friend of mine that's a GW judge, or uh, a, a judge that does all this stuff, and he says uh, they don't plan on doing anything, changing up anything, for now. International <laughs> Tournament Circuit is actually the official oh, circuit, um, which is interesting because it was it was owned by Frontline Gaming, and GW has just taken it over, and it's going to be official GW now. That's actually good because yeah. a lot of people didn't do anything because everyone's like, oh, "I want to play for the tournaments." Like, yeah, but we don't like their arbitrary bullshit rules. Because, you know, they're doing what they think is right for tournaments, which may not be right for just playing games. And, you know, how the American gamer mindset is, must play tournament rules! Yes. All the time. All the time. Someone got upset because there's a, uh, and this is important maybe for you in some future, Gonzo, there's a site where you can go and get every Battletech record sheet. Really? They'll work on your phone. You can mark them in there. You can print them out from there. It's great. Um, but they're not, technically speaking, 
tournament legal because it's not the official battle or the official record sheet from Cal's Games Labs. Now, I did some spot checking, as I want to do, and they all seemed the same, but you could do some shenanigans if things were set up wrong, but, you know, it's just one of those weird things, you know? I mean, a guy, we're having a conversation, like, hey, it's not legal? I'm like, why would it be? They don't control it. Someone could do some shenanigans. And yes, they are the most minor of shenanigans and probably wouldn't actually happen, but you make rules for what could happen. That's why OSHA exists, because someone did that shit once. Yep. That scares me. Sometimes more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not like, I mean, people like to find subtle ways to cheat. It's not like they're going to use loaded dice and try and flush them down a toilet or anything like that. That would, that's, would be too brazen. What? That's like, what, six months old now? year old now? Still boggles my mind it's actually real. Yes. I, someone, when you tell me, I'm like, what? And then I looked at it. It's like, I don't believe you. Come it's on. the same thing where someone says, like, Snoop Dogg is announcing the Olympics. I'm going to check that on the internet before I believe you. Ocean, I'm the one true. told you that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but it's like uh, the same thing where you're like, it's not that I don't believe you. It's, it's trust but verify. It just sounds just crazy enough. It really goes out of focus when you turn it like that. Yeah, I've got to get to the bottom of this. I could technically Oof. do this. There we go. It's better if I don't look through my glasses because it'd be blurry anyways. That's that's convenient. Gotta love the magnets. Yeah. Painting a bunch of Battletech minis, I get to, like, parts where I'm like, you know what? I'm just fucking putting the brush in there and winging it. I think this is about the right spot. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it usually is, but, you know, if they can't see, it doesn't matter. As long as there's something there, their mind will trick themselves into thinking it's perfectly fine. It's not like I'm painting for painting competitions. I don't no. need to be laughed out of the competition that bad. That's blurry too. Jesus. There we go. Better. Uh, everything is blurry. Yeah, to, to just not look through my glasses. Everything's blurry. It doesn't matter. Okay, that's better. Better. That. I do like having the two-tone uh, metallic on that as well. Yeah, I was like, uh, it needs to be. It needs to do it to set it apart. Mm -hmm. Type thing. There's a fine line between. Not having too many colors on a model and not putting enough detail in because you're not putting enough colors on the model. Yeah. Like, I want to do the four-color challenge at some point. I'll right. do that for Battletech. Seems easy. Oh, no. Seems doable. Primary, secondary, gray, metallic, probably. Maybe black metallic. Something like that. Not not easy, easy. I think five colors would be easy. Four colors is a tiny challenge for anything, I think. Yeah. An interesting challenge, though. So, going back to convention talk, um, other thing is, is the old world uh, is coming back, um, which means, you know, you're getting the rank and flank of GW again. Um and it's kind of coming back with mm, decent reviews, but nobody really knows. 
It's okay. it's moderate buzz. Yeah. But it's buzz among the people who are already in the GW now. Yeah. I checked my give a shit meter. It's not registering. No, it's not registering for me either. Like honestly, that ship sailed a long time ago. Our oh, ranks and flanks. It's almost like we have a sponsor who makes a better rank a, a not necessarily better in all ways, but a better overall game. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I'm kind of easier where it needs to be easier, just complex enough where it needs to be complex. It's it's a solid game. Oh yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but. Um, I talking about GW is our one of our local game stores is going to be starting up an Age of Sigmar slow grow. And, Great, uh, I was like, awesome, oh, cool. That's good. I mean, it's if they need rules, I might still have my slow grow document, but it's sort of based off the old Malifa one to sort of help the store too. Yeah, but I was like, okay, cool. And so I was like, oh, let me go see. I mean, I used to have a, a an Age of Sigmar army. I had um, what else? The Wood Elves, Sylvaneth, which are primarily dryads now. And, um, you're primarily dryad. Yeah, I am. But I started Earth looking feet. at all the armies and I was like, well, maybe there's something I might want to do. And no army really got me into looking at it. I was kind of like, I mean, eh? eh? that's why I don't play Necromunda. Part of why I don't play Necromunda with my buds. Like, first off, I don't really want to play a game. But second off, I looked, and I'm like, none of them really grabbed me. No, none of the armies maybe to go. Oh, that would be kind of neat yeah. to have those models. They'd be like, those are fine, but is that good enough nowadays for me to spend my money on? It's fine. Nope. The takeaway from my disposable income that I may or may not spend too much of it on action figures. No, not you, John. You would never do that. I'm gonna be honest. Every single one of these things on this shelf was purchased last year. All of it. Nice. There's a lot of figs here. Who are the ones on, in the middle on the right? Middle on the right? Yeah. So, you mean Michelangelo and and uh, Junkyard? Oh, okay. That's, that's, that was that's the one you took the, the picture John's of. John's pick of the day, yeah. The Junkyard trying to get the pizza from Mikey. Okay, yeah. That it little, was just, the, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, quite from, recognize it. From this distance, you can't tell, yeah. Mutt's still set <laughs> up with the ice cream cones from a couple of days ago. Nice. You know, because I don't put them away until I need to. You know, it's such a big display. Yeah. But that uh, that whole thing. But yeah, so like, I mean, I feel like there are so many things vying for all of our monies, our limited monies, that you got to be better than just okay, right? Yeah. yeah that's what I... And that's not like to say that anyone who likes it is wrong. No. If you, if it sparks joy in you, go. But keep in mind, at this point in the times, maybe your friends don't play. You know, my friends were like, hey, you know, if we do Necromunda, do you want to do the, you know, be like the Games Master? I'm like, really respectfully, no. No, I don't. You know, I got my come over and hang with you guys for a little bit, but I got, you know, stuff I can do. Game stores and stuff I can go to and play games rather play games to you guys, but if you're not playing what I want, you know, it is what it is. Maybe yeah. once in a while for a big thing, you're like, hey, John, can you come over and get this really important one? Sure, absolutely. And I did that for years, and, and well, not for years, for a very long time in Games Workshop. We had a long-running Necromunda campaign that would take place. Um, people would play games during the week at the bunker, 
that on Friday nights I would do a, a multiplayer scenario for everyone. It was just a fun, fun time. But, you know, it's back then I could get behind some of the models. Now it's like, they're fine. But even then, like when I played my last Necromunda campaign, like it was, I used Catachins to be Delax. So it wasn't like I was actually using Necromunda models for the most part at that point either. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there was nothing wrong with the models, but just nothing made me no. go, ooh, I would like to own that and play that faction. It's not like they put out a whole army of Goblin Wolf Riders and John went, here's my money, please give me the Wolf Riders. <laughs> yeah. Because that would probably happen, unfortunately. Xenoboard <laughs> says, like, I'm looking at the Toad guys from PP, but I'm not going to play Mark IV. Like, yeah. Like, nothing against it. Just, that ship has sailed. You know, when, you, when you're away from something long enough, it's got to have something to bring you back in. You know, that movie, Quiet, every time I'm out, it brings me back in. And I haven't done that. Uh, Mouth John was painting uh, Magnus' Jack, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's that's not quite enough to get back in, but it's that's a step. One that I want to get my hands on at some point is Hero Quest. Yeah, I, still, I don't know. I think he, uh, I think it was a limited run through Haslab, so I don't know if you're going to see it. No, it's still around. Is it? Yeah. Because they did a. They did Haslab did a Hero Quest uh, game. Da -da -da. I mean, okay, they're they still they're still selling it, so yeah, like Avalon Games should still be selling it. Uh, Hero Quest Hasbro. Oh, Hasbro. Okay. Oh, it is Avalon Hill Games. Interesting. Yeah. But Hasbro. Did... Like a... Am I? Well, am I brain not braining correctly? Your brain. One second. I'm gonna go brain this real quick. Hey, our Michael, welcome in. Hey, Mark. Michael, how are you doing? All right. But I mean, it was just like I was looking at it, and I was like, "Eh." Like I just didn't, you know. Nothing made me go. Yeah, I gotta. It's nostalgic for oh, me I... because that was the first miniatures game I ever played. I bet money Hasbro owns Avalon Hill. I wouldn't be surprised. Because it's right. It's all right here on Hasbro Pulse. Uh... You can get all the expansions and everything. Yep. Uh, same prices buying it there, pretty much. Yep. No, it's... it's. I mean, I've played it a couple times. It's a fun game. It's one of those good replay games. Mm-hmm. And as we said earlier, you got to have that. <gasps> v! Hi, V! Hi, V! <clears throat> About 100 pieces of training paint? That's, that's quite a bit. That's right, I have... Tons of Battletech miniatures to paint, and I ain't going nearly fast enough, but I'm still sort of feeling out the color scheme. I've got an entire one shot's worth of minis that I've started painting, and I've got my tavern scene almost done. I got just got to finish the uh, the bartender. I don't know if I told you guys I was talking to a young lady at the not so local game store, the one that's right in the same shopping center where I meet my mom when uh, she's. Mm -hmm. Um, and she loves, she had a bunch there and she was just, loves them. She doesn't necessarily use them, but she just loves the whole idea of it and loves painting a whole theme's worth of, uh, of miniatures and all. It loves, they're really cool. Yeah. That would be my idea of retirement. 
Sit around paint miniatures. Painting minis and painting miniatures. So that like for our every other week game or whatever, I've got like here's all the miniatures you guys are gonna fight, the map and everything. It'd be cool. Yeah. Is it, re- is it realistic? Mm, no, I don't know if retirement's realistic. I'm not winning the lottery. But it's a dream. You got a dream. 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 Sorry. That's fine. Getting into it. But yeah, no, I love those. I love the idea that, like, back in the day, if it had that, it would have been great. Because it's a good way to get. Something to do in your quote-unquote extra hobby time. You know, because you can only plan so long for an adventure. Let's be honest. At a certain point, you have to stop planning because they're going to fucking take your plans, set them on fire, blow them up, then pee on them to set them off, to get them not on fire anymore. And they go like, wait, what was here again? So you have to be... You can't go too far. The best illustration, we were playing a D&D game. And uh, we had rotating GMs. And the second GM had this whole plot and everything set up. And, like, somehow we just completely bypassed it. And, like, he's like, hold on for a second. He goes, there's no book. He just rips out a ton of pages and goes, I don't need those anymore. And I'm like, that sounds like we won. Victory! Did we just win D&D? <laughs> we won D&D. Doubly so, because we had fun, and the game master is miserable. <laughs> Which back in the day was a jokingly fun way of saying we won. But... Oh uh, no no no, he's it is fair, Banyan. So, uh, Ricky not is not a ferret. Is in my uh, GI Joe role playing game, and he is very explosives based, and uh, Banyan is sort of sniper commando dude and dave is playing fucking jason Voorhees. machete he's literally <laughs> a heavily armored because we played like two weeks ago and it was great it was we had a great time we ran the starter adventure out of the book because they were at a perfect time for that and it was fun you know and dave was still just fucking walking around machete and poor cobra soldiers and it's just hilarious when you think of the fact that, you know, here he is, you know, part of the, you know, the greatest fighting force, most technology advanced fighting force on the planet, and he's fucking going around with a machete and chopping motherfuckers. And tanks. And you tanks. disable an APC with a machete. It's hard to describe, by the way. Yeah, I karate did. Uh, he actually, uh, the, the idea was that he went in and, and came into the windshield and cleaved, like, the steering column in half. So he couldn't Dang drive man. it anymore, so thus it was disabled. Hey, Xander Vorlord, it's never a war crime the first time, and technically that's not a war crime. It's just melee combat. And honestly, most people at a certain <laughs> point just fucking surrender. They're like, nope, 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 no more. No, I'm done. When someone cleaves through the windshield of an armored personnel carrier, like the old J. Joe one with six wheels and all that, and cleaves through the steering column, you're like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. There's my gun. I'm done. I'm not fighting anymore. Did anybody yell Yo Joe? Oh yeah. You get uh you get bonus movement if you yell Yo Joe, which is extra terrifying if it's Jason fucking Voorhees yelling <laughs> Yo Joe with a fucking machete over his head. I was wondering if that Yeah, that's that's a great visual. Think about that. It's it's actually pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it, and it's funny, it's it's it goes to illustrate something that I think that the 
a lot of the actual play gems when they were together doing their uh, like some stream or podcast they did or video cast. Um, you know, players can start off with this idea, but it's not always where they end up. You know, they can come in going, my character is going to be this, this, and this. And that may not survive contact with actually playing the game. Because Dave's like, yeah, I'm going to be a heavily armored shotgun door breaching guy. Like, no, no, no. He's a heavily armored fucking machete the door down, murder everyone, Jason Voorhees. (laughs) And that's just how sometimes gameplay goes and changes, you know, what you're looking at. Yep. Uh, But it's a good time. So that's that's all that really matters. We got another player starting this next week, hopefully. Nice. Yeah, one of our buddies is uh, back in the area and needs some uh, gaming to distract him from life sucking. So, you know, obviously everyone's in. So. Nerd, I heard that you had a... uh interesting little part on your rpg game uh this last week where you uh had a uh, uh whatchamacallit an a, a sound bite oh oh yeah i think i so saw that you clipped Mizzy's that character... yeah so mizzy clipped that um I have some clips from uh, the Crap Guide to RPG or the Crap Guide D and D, just as soundboard clips on on my Discord channel. And just as Mizzy's character says they're going to rage, like I'm going to go to bloodthirsty rage. <laughs> I do love the Crap Guide to D and D. Yes, right while they're in the middle of fighting some vampires. Yeah, I see. Uh clip that and showed it to us and i was like oh yeah that was very amusing that's that's yes, that is it a, a soundboard well used sound for clip. awesome yes so um so john we have convention season coming up uh for everybody doesn't know convention season is just now started lvo is this weekend and then in two weeks, Captain Con is live. Um, where actually, uh, you're going to be shocked. Uh, War Machine is leading the attendance this year at Captain Con. That's not a super surprise. They have always been sort of War Machine centric. Yeah. Well, usually, like GW, like they're. I mean, yeah, but. They had to cancel like, their Age of Sigmar like saying, stuff because it wasn't. Oh, shit. Up. That's that's not. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. They, and then they. Their 40k isn't didn't sell as well, and so like, uh, War Machine is actually taking up more spots than they were doing. So I thought that was good. But um, going back to the subject of convention season is coming up. Uh, it's here. It's in swing. Everybody's going and doing things, which is great. Uh, I'll finally get to meet Nerd in person in a couple of months. Shenanigans uh, bound. Do what? Uh, so yes, shenanigans abound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Order Merkel Boy. I think Capticon is still in Rhode Island. Yes, or that area. Yeah, Nerd and I are gonna party it up. We're gonna be tiptoeing through the tulips and doing all crazy stuff. I gotta turn this heat off. Are you gonna uh, karaoke? I, I require 
video of you two singing that while you tiptoe through two tulips because I do... oh hold on that would be amazing we can do some tiptoeing through the tulips we can do this because I in fact have a ukulele <laughs> <laughs> Well played. Well played. I have no notes. I'm like, wait a minute, we can do this. I can't play the ukulele, but I own a ukulele. The plenty of time to learn. Yeah, you can't be that hard. Well, it's actually one of those kits where I built it myself. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, never a bad time to learn. My yeah. buddy Joe's decided during uh, COVID to buy a banjo and start learning how to play the banjo. Yep. I would do so, but I am not musically talented. I'm not good with string instruments. I mean, I'm not good with anything. Hearing me sing is like hearing the uh, fucking Bismarck E. The legend. <laughs> the legendary let's, Bismarck E. Come on, get it let's, right. Let's be honest. When Gonzo was doing the song stuff, I did a test of me singing uh, The Touch or whatever it was. It was so bad it gave me anxiety. <laughs> Feel free to send me stuff, V, in Discord. That's because V is a resident musician. I was upset yes, on Friday did. I missed her uh, stream because I was working and didn't realize it came on. Because I could have put it on in the background. I missed when she was on a pyro club with... Uh... Asmo uh, DMing. Um, it's, I think it's become very much more colorful with those extra colors you've added on. Yeah, it went. Yeah. I, I, I would also say, just as a outside comment, take it or leave it, the blue on the wristband with the green and the yellow is a little weird because it matches the scales. Yeah, I was, it, I was it, looking at it. It all puts my brain. Yeah. Purple, maybe? Use the purple. Yeah, I think about just putting the purple there because yeah. there's not purple. much purple, but purple is my color. Yeah, I yeah. was putting it on there and it was like, it just doesn't pop. It, 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 it makes it blend the wrong way, I think. It's not bad. I just feel like it was a little... It just, it's like we were talking about earlier, the Uncanny Valley. It makes my brain go, what's that? Why is that weird? Oh, no. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, convention is starting up. I'm going to try and make uh, Nova open, but I can't guarantee anything. I always use work as an excuse, but work's about to get challenging again. I got one person who is leaving in three weeks. Yuck. I mean, she gave us a more than a month's notice. So, I mean, and she, you know, with military, I understand. I have another one who might get a government job, so she could give me two weeks' notice at any, notice, at any time. Another one is going through a divorce and could end up leaving at any time to move to someplace she can afford, which I understand completely. And the last one, I don't know how many days of work we have, but they have only been not counting snow days. We're not counting snow days. It'll, those don't count against people because, you know, we don't expect it will come in when it's dangerous. 
But of all the days this year, this month, they have been on time. And I cannot protect that. So it works and get interesting. Hopefully we find some good people who can show up on time and stay. But if I seem stressed, that's what it is. Cheers. It's a giant chicken. But I'm going to try to make Nova open anyways. My backyard, we have that weekend off. I should have enough ability to take one or two days off to uh, do the beginning part of that. And my buddies go. So I really want to try and make it. I got no real excuse for that. I just won't buy action figures for a month or two. Probably or a month, given how much I spent. <laughs> no, no, no. It can't be that expensive, Gonzo. No. You don't Not... know how much I spent on action figures. Not just to get in the door. Someone at work asked me to figure out how much I spent during a year. And I was like, oh, oh. You don't want to see that. It's not, like, horrific. It's just like, oh, that is a amount of money. But to be fair, with me not playing any miniature games right now, it is my main hobby. So. That's another good note for everyone hobby-wise, is try to keep track of how much you're spending on that stuff. You never know when you might be like, right, let's let's throttle back a second. Yeah, I got a wake-up call after Christmas. Yeah, Christmas always does that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When you realize, like, oh... Oh, like I'm not disappointed. Like I have precisely like two action figures I'm remotely disappointed in. And at the price I got them at, I'm not really disappointed. Like I I, I learned I cannot get into Lego minifigs. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. no. You look at my action figures and go, ha, 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 cheap hobby. (laughs) Like that's so cool. I I could see getting... Like a Lego kit here or there just to put together. The same way you'd get a Gundam kit. You do a Gunpla, a big Gunpla. You get a good Lego kit and put it together. Bania wants cookie. to get like some of the big ones. Hey, Cookie. Hey, Cookie. Yeah, Cookie, uh, stop yeah, like, buying I... minis and paints. I bought a couple paints here or there because I am painting stuff pretty regularly now again. But not buying minis goes a lot, or buying just a very limited amount of minis helps a lot. Because it's not like yeah. I need to buy any Marvel Crisis Protocol minis. Fucking sick. I've got many. I've got a drawer full of ones that I haven't assembled yet. I can I can throttle back. I've got an entire Harry Potter Lego, or a Harry Potter uh, mini game to paint, thanks to Gonzo. Awesome. You're gonna have more. Those would be fun to paint, like like painting the uh, annual adventures. I've got those, mm-hmm. even though we're not, we canceled our D&D game because it's between myself and then uh, one of my other co-workers who was in it, like, we just, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I hate to say it, playing on a weekday, even a Friday night, is fucking an adventure. This being an adult, because being an adult fucking sucks. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> I, did not, <laughs> I was not properly read into what being an adult would entail. I would like to we were uh, not warned enough. change my path now. Can I be an eternal kid? Just, just do what I do. Just keep coloring your hair. Wear bright colors. You can just. I am going to dye my hair coming up in uh, April. Uh, uh, Erica, who's in my D and D game, and you know, at work, she is getting married on April twentieth, on purpose. Or twenty. green. Uh, I don't know what color. Probably blue. But I'm going to dye something and, and cause my manager, my 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 manager, to fucking lose their wits, because I don't fucking care. And if a client comes in, I'm not going to fucking wear a wig or anything. I can fuck off. 
How about I work from home? But no, I'm going to do it for that, because it'll be cool. I haven't dyed my hair yet. That's why I'm trying to let it go for as much as I can to see if I can get it. I'll go to an actual professional barber, not just myself, uh, yeah. to get it, you know, styled something decent before that, and then get it dyed, maybe professionally. Yeah. Uh, I would also recommend Eero Eero. It's a good, like, semi-permanent get it at like sally's beauty supply cool yeah. I'll, I'll do a bunch of research before i get there but actually that's come up way faster than i like and uh, artwork voice says life is like flying a helicopter i don't know how to fly a helicopter truth <laughs> you know when you're growing up you think man the adults got this shit all figured out no they fucking don't they just fucking hide it really well like hats off my mom and everyone for hiding it well but they don't know what's... They, none of us know what's fucking going on. We're just fucking winging it. You know, you just do your best and hope it ends out okay. Yeah. But say, if you've got a skill that you can work on, I know we're getting well way off topic. Managing money is the best one. If you can manage your money well, fucking you'll be okay. Anyways. Since it's been a couple weeks, are we doing an extra long media section or are we just still doing half an hour tonight? I mean, we can do longer. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I got stuff. Not all of it. Okay. Not all of it. Actual TV or movies. Yeah. We can talk about books and graphic novels and video games. Oh. Okay, video game. Plurals. We're kind of overselling it a little bit, but. <laughs> what do you think, Gonzo? Yeah, give me one second. You can keep painting while we're doing this. Okay, it's well, not gonna start yeah. here, huh? We can go ahead and start on that. Yeah. Um, actually, I can go with the first video game. Let's start our video game top first. All right, video game. So right. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, you know, the MMO. Uh, really enjoying good. it. Having a good time with it. Having a blast. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, different things to play. And uh, one of the reasons I really like this is if I'm tired of a class, I don't have to build a whole new character. I just, just go pick up your class. Yeah. yeah. Change your so, profession change my profession real quickly and so i um i've been trying to figure out uh a spell casting job because they're not job they're classes that i want to play mage. and you know i tried red mage i tried thaumaturgist i tried all this other stuff and i just couldn't get into it and so i decided to try uh conjurer yeah, which turns yeah. turns into summoner and so I can summon, you know, Bahamut and, you know, Garuda and all this other, you know, things. And I'm having a blast with it. And like right now, my Reaper, which is my, my primary character that I like to play, she's pretty much full and done. And the only thing I'm going to be doing is getting, you know, like, you know, gear, higher level gear. Mm -hmm. I could get other mm -hmm. stuff. I haven't touched any of the crafting part of the game. And I was coming up with an epiphany, and I was like, holy crap, there is a lot to this game that a lot of people just don't see or do because either they, A, get bored, or B, you know, overwhelmed. And I could see how people could get, like, highly overwhelmed with this game with everything that you can do in this game because there is so much shit to do in this game. Um, which is a good and bad because... If you're like a completionist and you're like, I want, you know, 90 level. If you're a completion and it might be the wrong game for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 100%. I, 
I mean, it's, it's fun. I'm having and they and the, the the summoner classes are very simple. You know, casting class. You don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. You just you know, hit this button to turn this on. Hit this button to turn that on. Cast this. You know, blah blah blah. So you're not like it's not like this huge combo breaking, you know, thing. So it's not been hard, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm in a group of people and they're they're nice. They do stuff, but I was it was kind of I was laughing because. I remember playing Ultima Online, and we had online groups, the Mage Guild, and they would teach Sounds you. Sounds like you said it wrong. You got to put your old man voice on. I remember back in the day playing Ultima Online. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, every night there is a group of people, and it's all over the place, and they do nightclubs. And, you know, they, you come in here and you can, you know, we'll do raffles and you can come and dance. And... Oh, yeah. And they're streaming it. Yeah. System is down. System is down. And I was like, you never saw that shit in like, wow. You never. You yeah, never, true. never saw that in any other big game. And I was like. This is the reason why people keep coming back to this game because it's an actually living, breathing game. I mean, there are, you know, it, it, it's funny. I'll be, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll be just waiting for, you know, a, a random dungeon to pop because I'm trying to, you know, level some stuff because uh, I got and everything. And then a, a group of like eight people will come up with their instruments and they'll all play, you know, songs. And all of a sudden you're hearing Green Day and, you know, whatever being played. With all these instruments, and I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. And I just sat and listened to these people play, you know, it's MIDI music, but, you know, play stupid instruments on a fucking video game and watch them do so. Because they would change costumes, they would have dancing, they would, you know, it was a routine. And I was like, wow, I didn't, you know, you don't see that in many MMOs anymore. Because no. most of them, it's all about get the loot, get in, get out, get the next big loot, get in, get out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not as much enjoy the camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of where we were, you know, back where in line, is we're more for the camaraderie than necessarily playing the game itself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just thought it was very interesting. And it, it yeah. was like, I don't remember the last time and it, when, when I was thinking about it, it was Ultima Online. Because um, I remember, you know, the Mage Guild. You it's know, they would run Thursday oh, night dungeons. There at the beginning. 3,000 years ago. Three Ultima time. Online. <laughs> but, you know, that didn't, you know, that there hasn't been anything like that in any MMO that I've played with. That there's been this community of things happening. And so yeah. it's like, I'm pretty happy about that. I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, so just a little thing. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, if anybody wants to play, um, get with me. I'll let you know what server I'm on and everything. And we can, or if you, whatever, we can. And I'm playing. Uh, I'm uh, once uh, Captain Mizzy is back in a solid place in her house. We'll get her to play also because I found a class that she would like because it has a lot of yeeting and. Stuff a lot have... of yeeting. Yes. Excellent. 
that that tracks. Like that a lot of tracks. I'm just like, wow. Because it's got to be something simple to play. That isn't a lot of combos, or a lot of positioning, and stuff. But is something that you know does cool, stupid shit. And this one does. Just wants to eat, eat opponent delete. Actually, you eat yourself. Ah. Ooh. Well, you eat or be eaten. Yeah, so she's gonna be Sorry, eating herself. <laughs> Drinks are kicking in. <laughs> oh, yeah, the well. The liquor is going on John. Yeah. So I switched to my, my water a little bit just to uh, pace myself. So I'm having a blast with it. So, John, what's your next? What's your first one? Uh, I am playing the demo for a rogue-like game. Okay. It's a billiards game called Rack and Slay. Okay. And you are basically the billiards ball, and you're going through dungeons that are suspiciously like they have holes and spikes and stuff to take out the 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 monsters, which are all enemy balls. balls. And they might have different abilities or anything. Like there's a ball that's like the angry ball, and it, it eats itself at you after every after every time you uh, you take a turn. And, you know, bomb balls obviously explode after you hit them. You know, there's a bunch of different ones. And it's pretty fun, but it gets really difficult at higher difficulties. This is only the demo. Like, uh, I don't know. It's expected, I think, first quarter this year. But it is a free demo on Steam. Rack and Slay. I've been enjoying it, though, like, at the higher levels of difficulties. I'm like, fucking A, can anything else go wrong? Does it, does it have any sweaty balls in it? No, no. It's much more family friendly than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's family friendly. It's it's not necessarily cutesy, but it's. I mean, they're all just little red enemy balls between normies and you know various other ones. Um, it is pretty fun, and like, I don't know how many difficulties there are on the demo. At least eleven, because I'm on eleven. And uh, won that a couple of times, so I'll probably go to 12. I know there's a handful, and then they're going to have, like, daily challenges and different size runs. So this, they have a lot of planned for it, and it looks interesting. We'll see what the price is like when it comes out. But uh turns out I really like roguelike and roguelite games. They uh, are a lot of fun. Yeah, because Banner's Rural, which I sent you, is rogue, uh, roguelite. Um, which I enjoyed the crap out of, and then this is fun. I've been looking at a couple other ones, because since I started looking at them on YouTube, of course, it comes through my feed, so. But no, for a free demo, it's been really enjoyable. Nice. Um, Nerd, you been playing any new games? Uh, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, which is a rhythm-based hack-and-slash uh, action game from Bethesda. Um, it's... You beat, you basically are defeating enemies to the rhythm, and it's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of Crypt of the Necrodancer, only higher, you know, better quality graphics and all that kind of stuff. It's not 16-bit, but... It requires rhythm. I don't really have rhythm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely challenging, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't mind challenging, but that's what I'm looking for. To be honest, it looks yeah. interesting. It's very 
frantic seems kind of fast-paced, but doesn't seem necessarily obnoxiously so. Yeah. I'm like looking it's at the, one that I can keep up with. Which... I'm looking at the, the, the gameplay footage on uh, mm -hmm. Steam right now. It's fine. I can say that. So Axe is supposed to be figurative, not literal when you're using guitar, but hey, you know. <laughs> Art of Michael said he's playing Darkest Dungeon too. Um I actually have played Darkest Dungeon. I mean it's it's not bad. Um but you gotta commit time to that game. Holy crap. That's that's a good that's a good game, but you gotta commit time to it. Yeah, I'm at a point right now where I, I want something I can play in a little chunk and then go away. Cause I'm spending time I'm gonna play Battletech Advanced. Yep. Because that's I mean Bloody Dubs keeps putting out new updates for it. He's doing a great job for a game that's super old and adding content, you know. Hats off to him. He deserves much kudos for that. Like, there's so much content. I've played this game for hours. Like, it is my most played game, and it's not even fucking close anymore. And that's impressive considering how much Star Realms I've played. Like, if you look, I've played... Uh... 1,153 hours of Battletech. <laughs> just a few. Just a few. Just a little bit. Half that of Borderlands 2 and only 850, basically, of Star Realm. So, I mean, this just in, game pretty fun. I've been playing a bunch of it. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up like, wow. So, my first movie or media section that I want to talk about uh, actually kind of got me in the feels and actually got me kind of thinking. So I watched Echo, which is on Disney Plus right now, the entire series. It's only like five episodes. Yeah, getting um, mediocre reviews. But yeah. I'll still watch it because most people who bitch about it, I think, need to go fuck themselves. Yeah, it's because it's a... Someone goes, can you believe this is a superhero? The superhero is Native American, paraplegic, and deaf. And I'm like, she's not paraplegic at all. Yeah, or, no, or uh, yeah, yeah. She has, I think it's a left leg or right leg. I can't remember yeah, she has, leg. she has, she has, yeah. So I want to tell you, based on something I'm talking about here, missing part of a limb does not make you unable to do badass fucking things. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll talk about this again. You know, it'll be my first thing I talk about when we get to my, uh, my book. So I'm, I'm watching Echo and, um, I don't know. I didn't know much about Echo as a superhero. wasn't part of it. You know, what it was from... Um, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. And then I looked it up on Marvel. And, like, Echo's superpower in the comic is she's able to copy anybody's fighting style after they fight him for a little bit for the rest of her life. So, so she's, she's Taskmaster. Yeah. But... Beloved yeah. Marvel villain Taskmaster. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but... They, uh, the writer says, you know what? We're going to add more superpowers to her. And I'm like, okay, I don't give a crap. I mean, I, it's, I don't, it's not like I have eight year, you know, 85 years invested in this character. It's not like Wolverine gained new powers or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, we'd be okay with Wolverine gaining new powers. Wolverine. Yeah. It's the best thing he is to do what he does. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm watching this and of course this is some of that's, you know, near me cause it's, you know, Indian reservation and so on and so forth. Um, and I'm watching it and they, you know, they perfectly do really well to respect, um, heritage and family and the Indian nation and stuff in this. And it got me thinking, it was like, man, this is like, you know, the third, uh, American Indian type thing I've seen lately. 
and you know i'm looking at other people uh heritage and things and i'm like i am a white guy that came from you know central europe that i have no heritage whatsoever and no 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 nothing all i know is that you know i came from there and it was really nice and very interesting to see them take this on and give it a lot of respect which i'm, I'm very happy with funny note i am one eight penobscot indian so I mean, it you was. You can't really tell, but I I was very very happy with this. There is one scene in there that made me tear up because it was just so sweet, so so well done, um, and it was you know gave me a little bit of, of feels. Um, but I liked her in Daredevil. She was one of the standout. Oh, parts, or the Daredevil of, of, of fucking uh, Hawkeye. She was one of the standout parts of yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, and Daredevil makes an appearance in this. Yeah, I saw uh, for that. a little bit, which is really good. The fight scenes in this were great. The everything in this is really good. And I'm going to tell you, um, is it Vincent D'Onofrio? However you pronounce this. Yeah, yeah. I cannot see anybody playing Kingpin, Kingpin? but him now. He yeah. is um, fucking amazing in this. He is perfect. He plays this cold, calculated killer that is just there, and is like, "I love you." Shoot him in the head for me. Now, let's go my, back to this. <laughs> my favorite point someone made is Kingpin there learned Cantonese to not let the Chinese have one up on him. Yeah. and But he won't learn sign language for her. Yeah. That is a perfect encapsulation of his character. He does love her of a sort, but that's not, he's not willing to invest the time in that. He's willing to invest the time for business, so. Oh, yeah. It was, he is amazing in this. We're going to see more of him, I can tell. I mean, just from everything. I think you've sold me. That's my next. That's my next. I'll watch Echo next. Yeah. He is just so good. I cannot see anybody else playing Kingpin but him. I mean, mean, they've got him bulked up in a suit, so he's very bulky looking. He's got him, you know, very stern. They've got him a little bit higher than everybody else. He was standing out in Daredevil, and I've only seen him one, but he was fucking great. He is just oh, yeah. really is the, good in this. That's him as an actor, though. He is, yeah. like, so good at getting into a role. Oh, yeah. He's like a fucking sign of quality. I don't think I've seen a movie with him in it that was bad. It was it was really good. He was very outstanding in this. Uh, all the other characters, they, they like I said, they changed up her superpowers. And I noticed people were upset the way they ended, the way uh, when Echo confronts Kingpin in the end. Um but I, I get it because that's what it's going to be about. Um, I'm sure we'll see Echo in other series uh, as uh, special appearances. That's not the end of the character. I really like, as much as I love superhero stuff, I like the street-level superhero stuff Marvel's yeah. been doing. They've got a good tone for it. Because Hawkeye, yeah. and that was all street levels, it's great. Yeah. Now, she does have superpowers, and I mean superpowers in this, but they're not like world-bending, you know, Doctor yeah, Strange, Jean Grey. Technically speaking, Spider-Man is street level, even though he's way overpowered for that. But Yeah, but it, it's it's not, you know, universe-bending superpowers. Uh, but it yeah. was good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was great. It had a good... Um, the the what, stinger I guess it is after credit scenes was Vincent D'Onofrio was uh, as Kingpin at the very end uh, sets him up for everything because I know this is going into Daredevil and he's going to be in Daredevil. Um, so that rumor has it all the cast is returning for the most part. Um, yes, I'm 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 in for it. I liked Echo. I thought it was really good. Was it perfect? No. 
Was it bad? No. The people that are hating on it are hating on it for the wrong reasons because they're just pieces of shit. There's a lot of pocket misogyny and racism going out there. People don't think they are. And I think it's like that grandpa casual racism, which I hate to say that as a fucking term, where they don't realize that they don't really mean anything, but it's there. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. great. I thought it was I was a blast. There are some good funny scenes. There's some good energy. Um, you got to pay attention because there is a lot of sign language in it and a lot of subtitles, which great. great. Don't have a problem with yeah. it. That's what this is. What the character is. Um, I don't watch without subtitles, so <laughs> I I do because I I have a problem. I will watch everything with subtitles though. Just I mean that's just how I am. Yeah, I can't hear without my subtitles. Um, I, I can, but I enjoy movies because. So, my favorite note on that, real quick, was there's a line in X-Men, the first one, where you can't hear it because after what we says, you're a dick, everyone laughs. And I finally caught it on subtitles so I could see where Cyclops goes, fair enough. <laughs> you know, adds to the joke, but there's things like that where you can't hear it, or the, sometimes the music is... Older movies, certain generation of movies... The sound effects are so loud and the talking is so quiet. Sometimes you can't hear it. So subtitles help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, or I th- just the audio isn't balanced right in the movie or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's usually exactly. what it is for me. Uh, I thought it was great. I didn't have any issues with it. I thought it was a good fun, uh, good writing, good acting. Um, can't wait to see Vincent in uh, Kingpin again. Um, I give it a, you know, a one. It, Fair. Nothing wrong with it. Not 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 amazing, but very good. Had some good feel, good moments in it too. Some good some good emotions. So oh. I highly recommend it. John, uh, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to call it a book, but it's more of a multimedia thing. Uh, but I'll talk most about the book. Uh, I reread Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. uh, mostly because I've seen some videos with uh, some of the some of the soldiers who were there and all that. And let me tell you, one of the soldiers, a special force guy, lost his leg below the knee and was able to use a prosthetic well enough to fucking continue being in fucking Delta Force. And if that doesn't say enough about prosthetics, I think that that should lay there. Like, anyone who thinks, like, oh, you can't know, fuck off. Was the best of the best, lost part of it, lost part of his leg, still the best of the best. But the movie's good. I didn't rewatch the movie. I will at some point. But the movie is Hollywoodized, obviously, and it does that standard thing for a based on real events where some things people did, the same person didn't do them. Uh, for example, Ewan McGregor's whole character is supposed to be someone else, but they don't talk about that guy because he had a troubled personal life after he left the military, he did some horrible, did some terrible things, so they don't talk about him directly. So they put all his stuff on a different character. And the main character is. Uh, and the movie is uh, Sergeant Eversman played by... God damn it. My brain's not going to brain. But anyway, Sergeant Eversman, who actually didn't do what he did. There was a different guy who did most of that stuff. But, and nothing here there. The book is great because Mark Bowden, the author, who is a reporter... Josh starts, Hartnett? Josh Hartnett, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Um, I love Josh Hartnett, by the way. He's great. He turned on me in Batman. Didn't want to. What? Yeah. He'd been a great Batman, but he does what he wants. I loved him in Penny Dreadful. He's like Neil McDonough, who they just do what they fucking want. They're not going after the big roles like, I want to do this role, so I do it. And I love that. I respect that. But the book, Mark Bowden um, takes 
the events as he's interviewed tons of people about and makes it into a good novel almost. It's still the events as they happen told to him by people who were there, in some case multiple sources, but put in a point where it feels like you're reading fiction, but you're not. And the book is absolutely top-notch. It's a good read. You know, since it's not dry military history, it actually reads very well. Um, there's a ton of videos out there on it. There's, you know, a PBS special, a ton of specials. Everyone who does military encounters talks about this for the most part. Anyone who's been doing that for a while, like the Operations Room or fucking any of those guys have a video or two on it. Um, and then there are plenty of interviews with the guys and... Listen to those interviews are great. Guys telling it from their point of view, you know, what they were thinking at the time, that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, it, it's a hell of a thing being one of the more um, documented now because of Mark Bowden mostly military engagement of, the of you know, the latter half of, of the 20th century. It laid the groundwork for a lot of what we do nowadays in encounters, and it's just a great read if you if you care about military history or not. Even if you don't, you don't have to go to all the extra stuff. But the book itself is a great read as a counter to the the uh, movie. And I've seen a couple of videos of people first in, first reaction like first watching Black Hawk Down. I'm like, oh, you in for a fucking ride? <laughs> and most of them are like, just cannot. I've believe still it. never seen it. It's it's heavy. Mm -hmm. All of the broad notes are very much real for the most part. And it's a good, it is, it was my favorite military movie. Now it's an out and out fight with Zulu. Those two are my favorite two military movies. Not Saving Private Ryan. It's good. I think these two are better. They're much more watchable. More, I mean, I don't want to say Black Hawk Down's ever like enjoy, it's not like a joy to watch, but it's riveting and interesting to watch. Especially knowing, if you read the book, knowing how much of it is actually true. Like, the person may not be the same, but a lot of it is very true. So, uh, the book, zero. Absolutely zero. It is my favorite nonfiction book I have ever read. And I've read a couple. Mostly military, surprising. Not really surprising. Um, nerd? Uh, we're going to do a twofer with Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny. Uh, I watched them uh, out of order because uh, we decided to save the worst for last. Um, Dial of Destiny, I wasn't mad about. Like, I thought it was good fun. We get to see uh, uh, John Rhys Davies in there briefly. Yes. Um, we get Toby Jones, who's always fun. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I, it took me a moment to not see him as Armin Zola. <laughs> but he's so many but, roles. He's so good in oh, all of yeah, them. Oh, yeah, he is good. He was wonderful as Baz Lundis. Um Doctor Who? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but Crystal Skull was, like, painful watch parts of it were very painful like the core it, was okay but parts were like swinging with the monkeys swinging with the monkeys right like That's if there's exactly if you take the scene that i was about to bring up i was take just that like, one scene out the movie's fine that one scene i'm like oh god oh god this this has gone beyond this is too far this I, is too far 
I get so mad at the end when he almost puts Indy's hat on, and I'm like, don't they fucking dare? Don't they dare? I don't they just, it. They, yeah. they don't, and uh, not to spoil it, but they don't. I was very happy that they... Uh, I was not on board in the beginning with how they rolled the end of that into the beginning of Dial of Destiny, but by the mm-hmm. end I was with it. Like, it's an interesting character development. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. no offense to uh, the actor or anything, but Mutt is... Uh, a plot device for character development for Indy, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't care about so, it. Like, there's no feels in my soul for him. Like, oh, they killed off poor Mutt. Yeah, and the, the Anyways, special effects with the, like, super, super obvious green screen scenes. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's... It was it's a really product terrible. of its time. It's, it's just okay. It. I thought it... I was disappointed that it was a cop-out, that it wasn't actually something from history. Like, yes, Crystal Skulls have existed in history, but for it to be what it was... That is the... I, just, fa- I felt wait, wait, like it, a cop-out. It's been years. You can say it was aliens. Okay, yeah, it's <laughs> aliens. Like, I, that, is the best, that is the best <laughs> reason I've ever heard of someone disliking that, and that is absolutely a fair point. That is a cop-out that it wasn't actually from history. That's fair. I had no yeah. problem with it being of aliens. For fuck's sake, he found the fucking uh, Ark of the Covenant in the first movie, and it That's fucking true. melted people's face off. I wasn't worried about the supernatural, super science. Like, fucking, I don't care about that. Like, let's, that yeah. ship is fucking sailed. But yeah, but that's a fair point. Of, like, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, in terms of the way that all the other ones... I mean, except for... Except for Temple of Doom. No, even Temple of Doom. The thing is, it's 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 not our history that we know, but it's yeah. Indian in all history. Yeah, yeah. I was pissed say. off Kali. I mean, don't yeah. piss off Kali. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched Temple of Doom. Uh, underrated. It is underrated. I like it I just, better I than... I remember monkey, monkey Eyeball Soup, and that was that's just what <laughs> stuck out in my brain for that movie for years. My hot take on the Indiana Jones series is I like it better than The Last Crusade. Not The Last Crusade is bad. It's absolutely fun. But they do some things with Marcus Birdie and Sala that are they make them comic relief, mm. which is product of its time, but fucking damnable, like as far as the series go. Like, they're both yeah. serious characters. Solo is a respected businessman, 100% serious in the first and the last Indiana Jones. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Don Rice Davis, he's fucking great. Yeah, he's the so, second best kingpin, just in case you were wondering. I give Dial of Destiny, like, two. And I would, or no, I take that back. I give Crystal Skull two, two and a half. And Dial of Destiny, I'd say, like, one, one and a half. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. in that range. I haven't seen Crystal Skull in a while. Maybe just I don't own it, and I probably won't. The fact that oh, my Disney mom Plus. didn't like uh-huh. it, and my mom was an Indiana Jones fanatic. When she came out of the theater and said I didn't like it, I just went, "Okay, I'm not going to watch it." That's <laughs> but until now, so Gonzo. Um, I watched a series on Netflix called "Fool Me Once." "Fool Me Once" is a story about. Um, this wife's husband is killed and uh, he shows back up on like this baby monitoring camera after he's been killed. And it's the story of, and it's a mystery, so I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, of uh, her trying to figure out why her husband is back alive. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband is part of a super uber rich family and there's, you know, things in the past that happened 
uh, you know, that they don't want the family, you know, the family doesn't want known to everybody, so on and so forth. It's a British TV show. It's only like eight episodes. It's not bad, but the you can read the plot from 900 miles away. You're watching it, and you're like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And you're just waiting through it. And, like, some characters that were in it that were actually cool had no need to be in the show at all because they did nothing for the entire show. Hmm. They, they, they did nothing. Like, they have this detective. And the detective's really nice. He's got a really good story. But it had nothing to do with the story of the show. Which was, I was like, okay, he's just a detective. And he's trying. It was like he was a side character written in at the last moment. Huh. Type thing. And I was not very happy with it. I was like, uh, you could have done more with him. Um, overall, the show is not bad. It's pretty decent. It, you're easy to predict what everything is going on and how it was done. It, it's a story that's been done before. Um, super rich family has deep, dark secrets and, you know, they don't want them getting out. Um, very, very, very common. Um, ending was okay. They did like a, you know, you know, years later type thing and it didn't need, need to be there. It really didn't need to be there. Didn't need to happen. So it was kind of interesting that I had there. Uh, it was okay. Um, it's all right. I give it like a minute, maybe a two and a half, just there. Was it well acted? Yeah. Was it had good good scenes? Yeah. It just there was nothing there. So it was just there. <laughs> um, John, uh, I finished. Uh, thanks for raid. Uh, Hipster stole my beer. Hipster stole my beer. There you go. All right. <laughs> it's almost like I've been drinking, and maybe those words are blurring together a little bit. <laughs> uh, I did finish Reacher Season 2. And, oh, Chef uh, said you. Nice. There we go. Uh, and I loved it. It was good. Um, I like the getting his old uh, team back together. Um, the characters that they had were very good. Having Neely back is great. I love Neely in the first season. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, I don't want to spoil it. We're going to talk about it again next week, I think, when you're done with it. But I did very much enjoy it. I'd give it one. I don't think it was quite as good as the first season. It's a little more action movie But that's not necessarily unwelcome. Uh, so just a matter of keeping things going. I'm going to... Hold off most of my review till next week and Gonzo finishes up. We have episode or two left, Gonzo? Yeah, I only have a few episodes left, so it won't be too won't be too long. Um, yeah, so but enjoy it. I'll give it uh I'm gonna give it uh one. The first season was zero in case anyone didn't remember. Uh nerd. Uh I watched Saltburn. Okay. Uh how to describe this movie? Uh it's <laughs> It's obsessive. It, unfortunately, like, my roommate fell asleep halfway through because it's just, it's a very slow, it's salt burn. It's a slow burn. Um, it, it's about this, I don't want to call him a kid because they're in college, but. They're uh, kids. Y- yeah. We're almost 50 now. Those people are kids. <laughs> Okay, it's about this kid who ends up befriend, uh, like, kind of working his way into this higher upper class friends group and gets invited back to one of their houses for the summer. 
and ends up causing all sorts of chaos. But it's it's it moves so slowly, and when they finally get to the climax at the end of the movie, you're just like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like I can understand why some people are like, "Oh, this movie is so good. It's it's so out there." And but if you don't like I, the speed of it, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, it was worth a watch. But yeah, it's so slow. It was almost painful to watch. Yeah. So Enjoy I it. give it. I give it two. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to jump in before you go again, Gonzo. Uh, Matt Laura, who is the local of my group and an old, you know, I've known him since he was about yay tall, uh, just won LVO. Oh! Nice. Awesome. So, congrats to him. Nice. Uh, Gonzo, what you got? Um, so, didn't get to do much of this stuff because it was uh, last week. Uh, the last time we were there, but I was watching a bunch of vampire movies because, of course, I was working on my vampire campaign and, you know, tried to get into the movie. And I watched uh, two vampire movies, one called Night Teeth and one called Dampier. Uh, I've never heard of them, so you can't yeah. do that again. Um, Dampier is about um, a guy that is uh, supposedly part vampire and he hunts vampires for a living. And he's playing just not good it just was not good you, they tried so hard with this they tried really hard um it is not good at all um but he so, doesn't know it that's but he doesn't know it that's yeah that's yeah he doesn't Arlen know it draca god fucking names come on people yeah it just was not good the special effects were not good the fighting it was just bad Pass I don't it up think I recognize it. anyone in the staff in the in the cast no it, it's a foreign something yeah i think it's a foreign film also on top that's of that. fair but yeah, you, you yeah, just watch Blade instead. Yeah, just watch Blade instead. Uh, and then there was this uh, movie called Night Teeth. And Night Teeth is about a guy oh, that... Oh, so Megan Fox as the vampire queen, right? No. All right, no? I don't remember. No? Queen. No, I don't think Megan Fox was the, the vampire queen. Or it was, I just totally... Uh, if it was, I turned my brain off because this was not good either. They might be crossing the streets. I know there was one that came out with her as that, but I don't really... Um, but what it is, is about a guy that is an Uber driver and pretty much an Uber driver. And he has to drive these two women around the city and they're breaking the vampiric laws with the mortals. Oh yeah. It's not that one. And you know, so on and so forth. And he just, you know, gets caught up in the whole triangle of vampires and fighting and stuff. And you see everything from start to finish. You know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> you know everything that's going to go on. It's telegraphed? Oh, it's telegraphed day one second into the movie. And it just wasn't good at all. Um, and it kind of sucks because I was looking for some decent vampire stuff to watch while, you know, I was writing up stuff and, you know, just set the tone to get well, things the going. The problem is that the vampire stuff, the... the quality stuff as much as I hate to say it like that has sort of become into the sort of monstrous vampires not the sort of let's call them sexy vampires like vampire the masquerade is sort of based around yeah it was just it was just was not good um uh, i was just like eh so and that one gets a two for me it's just not it's not great a two and a half it's almost meh you're like whatever don't care it's just blech. oh fair enough 
Am had good. Like I said, Echo was my Echo was my recommendation of the week. Um, five episodes. They're about forty-five minutes each. Highly watch it. Um, I watched Doomsday, uh, which is a early two thousands movie, two thousand eight. Okay. Uh, with Rona Mitra as the lead, technically speaking, and then Bob Hoskins and Malcolm McDowell in it, but no one else big as far as leads go. She's the biggest name lead, and she ain't exactly a big name. I'll say, I've never heard of her, but I've heard of the other two. Yeah. Um, but So it's basically, they call it an action thriller, but it starts off as sort of like a virus outbreak, and they sort of wall off all of Scotland make a wall so that the infected in Scotland cannot get into mainland Britain because that's exactly what would happen. Anyways, let's go past that science fiction. But then they see that there are people still alive there and they have an outbreak of the, the Reaper virus, they call it, in London. So they send Rona Mitra and her team of military and military scientists to go find what the cure is or how people are still alive. Mm. And they get there and they're looking around the, the lab where the doctor they were looking for was last seen years ago. And it sort of transfers in that point into sort of Mad Maxi type movie where, you know, a bunch of survivors show up and they're all feral and cannibals. And they have this sort of weird musical interlude where the leader of them is like doing this thing to rile up his people as they basically cook one of the the scientists to eat and then they escape because they do and then they go to find the other survivors who Malcolm McDowell who's the scientist they're looking for is in charge of and he's made it a medieval society in an old castle like you know, the kind you would visit, like, as a tour, and it has still has a gift shop as a fucking sign sitting up there, which is funny. And he's like, you know, this is survival of the pure because we're immune and pure and blah, 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 blah. Um, but his daughter's willing to help them, so they break out. Rona Mitra's being, trying to be badass, you know, woman. And she's, she does a good job of it. You know, it's not like it's there. And then it turns into the fucking The Road Warrior. Because <laughs> they go back, they find this old, you know, shelter or whatever, and they find a car and there's gas and they fuel it up and they go out. And then the first bad guys they encounter come back in all their vehicles and it becomes fucking the road warrior. Um, and it ends, of course, they give the, the government the one of the survivors who's immune with this last remaining scientist. And then Rona Mintra goes off because she's actually from Scotland. You know, she was she was saved by soldiers who were there uh, right as everything closed off. And she goes and finds her house and everything and gives uh, Bob Hoskins, who's like her adoptive father. I think it's sort of the idea is that he's the soldier that took her on the helicopter. Uh, the whole scene was very like probably the best part of the movie where, you know, they're closing everything off. And the woman runs with her daughter and the soldiers are there about to take off. And one of them goes, fuck it jumps off the helicopter, puts the kid on, and goes to, you know, die, basically. You know, noble, the kind of thing you'd, you'd, you'd hope soldiers would do, but I wouldn't blame them for not doing, because, let's be honest, it's hardcore. I mean, overall, it is enjoyable, because it's an absolutely fun action romp, but it is completely crazy. As it goes, as you, as you heard me go through multiple genres of movies throughout the same one. I can't really give it better than a two, but it is a fun watch. I kind of remembered, remembered it more fondly than uh, 
It actually was good. Bob Hoskins, of course, is great. It's actually got uh, Alexander Siddig, who played uh, Dr. Bashir on DS9, Ooh. in it for a little bit. And he's good for the couple moments he's in, but um, at the end of the day, like, it's a forgettable action movie. It's just on the good side of forgettable. Um, I bought it for very cheap on DVD. I don't know if you can stream it everywhere, but it's not a bad one to, like, take a good rent on, so... But yeah, two is the best I can give it. <laughs> Nerd, finish this up. Yep, your last right. one. I watched The Crow for the first time. Oh my god, I wish you'd start that earlier. We could talk about that forever. The Crow. Yeah. A perfect movie. I will not take ads at this point. <laughs> What'd you think, Nerd? I okay, it's definitely a it's definitely a product of the nineties. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. Uh, and it, I, I liked the very, like, campy noir feel of it. Um, I had maybe seen clips of it, like, I, on TV or something when I was younger, but I'd never seen it in its entirety unedited. So I sat down and watched it all the way through, and I was like, okay, I see why this is so popular, not really a me kind of movie. Like, I appreciated it, but it, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. Um, but I I still I still enjoyed it. If you get a chance to listen to like, the soundtrack on, on YouTube, it fucking Oh, slaps. yeah, the soundtrack is fantastic. It is like, here's a little encapsulation of the 90s in a soundtrack. Yes. Yes, no, the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, is it Brandon Lee? Yeah, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, thank you. I was I like, wait, it's not Jason, it's Brandon. Because, rest in peace, Brandon Lee. Exactly, exactly. He, like, there were some parts where I'm just like, God, his father is coming out of him so much. That's what made it all the more terrible like he, this is the movie that would have put him on the fucking map yeah yeah and what's even more damnable is it's not like they fucking learn from it because you got fucking alec baldwin going to the fucking same thing worst thing in his like fucking after the first time it never should happen again yeah ever but yeah but i give it like half a space herpes it's definitely, um, a, I'm, I'm sure it's a weird thing not seeing it at the time. I mean, I saw it in the yeah, theater, obviously. I think I, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know that I would have appreciated it at the time. I mean. But I, I appreciate it for the genre, the characters, the soundtrack. Like, it's got a lot of great elements. It's just not one that I see me putting on in the background on a regular basis. Oh, I, yeah. It's not one I get background. I watch it once a year or so, usually around Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that brings us up to, to time to go home. Show. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we I'm appreciate not. you. We appreciate everything that you do. Every time you're coming out, we're going to send y'all off to Sir Arminius. Uh, Cause we haven't seen him in forever. Um, and you get to see some MechWarrior online guys, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Please, please, please. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, do something. If you can't do something, find someone at will because we need to start looking after each other even more than now than ever. For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Good night. <laughs>